Hello, it's Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. When COVID first hit Boston and we were sequestered in our hobbit holes, we decided to offer a window for everyone to see and hear live music for a musical respite from the pandemic. One of our guests on this program that we called the Together at Home Sessions was the awesome Wolf Sisters. These three sisters and musicians, who are also fellow 2020 Boston Music Award winners for Americana Artist of the Year, invited me into their home to chat about their last album, Queendom of Nothing. But the most recent release is a single called Boston Town, and I immediately put it on my daily playlist. These talented sisters, with Rebecca on acoustic guitar, Rachel on electric, and Kat on keys, along with their fantastic vocals and harmonies, create a sound and an album that the Boston Globe called one of the 15 best fall albums of 2019. They sound great, the harmonies are as wonderful as three sisters singing together can be, and they are looking forward to making more music and hitting the road to reach others in Boston town and beyond. So, here is our conversation with the Wolf Sisters, recorded in an undisclosed location in Canton, Massachusetts. All right, how are we doing? Everybody here? Here. Here. Present. Mm. Present. All right. (laughs) All right. But thank you for having me to your house. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, Thank you. And isn't it someone's birthday? It's Rebecca's birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. She's 30. Thank you. (laughs) 30, flirty, and thriving. 30. (laughs) Yeah, big milestone. I'm turning 53 in a couple weeks. The the (laughs) first time I ever talked to you guys, actually, I'm guessing you were probably sitting on this couch. I didn't talk Uh, to you. But I saw you play. Oh yeah! For together at home sessions we did last year. Yeah, remember? for yeah we. When we all were oh stuck gosh. in COVID. That was a fun one. Yeah. Wait, I forgot about that. That was actually we all were, we all went up to the third floor of this house. Oh, wasn't it that couch? It was a different. Place. Yeah, it's a different one. And there it's was a different a, there's couch. a room up there, like a big common room up there that we just. It still had stripes on it though. Yeah, yeah, that couch has stripes on it as well. We have about seventeen couches in this house. We switch them all out. What? Various <laughs> periods. That's a lie. <laughs> oh no. There are a lot of ca- there. Are, there are two couches in this room. I there know. Are. This is a big. It's a big living room. It's a beautiful house. And how old is this house? You say it over a hundred years. Over mm-hmm. yeah, it has to be over a hundred years. It's like, like eighteen. Eighteen. Yes. Actually, 18 it is. Something. And what oh, right. uh, have you? You said it's been in your family for the whole time. No, no. So this one we so we grew up in Hyde Park and. Um, like right on the edge, southern edge of Boston, and then we moved to this house in 2000. So the family's been here for 21 years. Everyone's in and out. Like they, a monkey used to live here. A oh monkey? yes, there's a legend that a monkey <laughs> and it died in the house. <laughs> oh no! Really? Yeah. It's like Jumanji in this house. In my yeah. ghost monkey. This is a very Jumanji house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My room definitely was haunted growing up. Yeah. This house definitely has some hauntings. That's I cool. I like a, to sleep in it when I come back. <laughs> I, like, I like a nice old house with, with yeah. ghosts and monkeys, especially. Yes. I've yep. never, I've never yes. been one with a former monkey. Oh, but. Yeah. That's the story. That the more you know. A former owner had a monkey in this house. I don't know what kind of monkey. But it's stuck in the wall somewhere, buried. <laughs> somewhere, yes. ghost monkey. So again, thanks for having me here. There's a bunch of things I want to talk about, but there's no rules. We don't have to talk about anything specific. Nice. 
what I'm doing here. Oh, okay, so here's the thing. We have something in common. Oh, yes? Can you guess what it is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all yeah. look really frightened by that. <laughs> a little overly frightened. I'm always we both, frightened. We both won a Boston Music Awards at oh the 2020 oh. Congrats. 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 Wait, what did yes, you do? You won for the podcast, right? We won, we won Podcast of the Year, and you oh, won that's American amazing. Artist of the Year. That's awesome. Now, here's my question to you. Don't when are we getting our trophies? That's, that's what we want to know. I know. That's I want my freaking... Have you seen what the trophies look like? They're cool. No. They're very cool. If you actually go online and they, he has um, Paul Armstrong, who runs it, he put up a video how they make them. And it's like a piece of steel that they carve oh. with lasers. It's a big, heavy piece of steel. It says Boston on that's it. That's so cool. And that was the one thing I was looking forward to was... I mean, I was looking forward to having the party... Yeah. And, you know, going there and, and just enjoying it with everybody. And obviously we couldn't do that. I've never won a trophy in my life. This is the only trophy yeah. I've ever won. And it's not in my hands yet. You know, I assume we're all going to get our trophies. Yeah. But I had no one else to complain to because I would just sound like a big whiner. But I can complain so now, to other musicians yeah. who have not gotten their trophies. So now, yes, we are yeah. patiently So, Paul, waiting. if you're listening, everybody wants their trophy. Oh, no. You yes. might not be listening. <laughs> It'd be fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I was going to put it right up there on the mantle. That's right. It's made for the mantle. You have mantles. How many mantles you got in this house? Probably several, right? A few. Yeah. There's two, what, two more fireplaces upstairs? Yeah, there's one in the room that I lived in. So here's yeah. the question. If Since there are three of you, do you get three trophies? Oh. Is it like I an doubt Oscar it. where everyone gets, be cool. gets a special trophy? It would trophy? be cool. My other Can thought we split is, it? I bet it's just for yeah. the band. Oh, yeah, we'll Can split we just it. Get one, we'll just like mean split girls. It. I'm guessing it's just one. For you. Because I'm sure they're expensive to do. Yeah. That's but cool. That at least, I want at least us to get our one trophy. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it. All right. That's all I wanted to talk about today. It's about the trophy. It's, yeah. Okay, thanks. It was very it's Well, there impor- was still. It's an important stuff. I think I voted for you guys. Cause, oh, well, thank you. Because we much. did yeah. your. <laughs> That's right. You did our show. Yeah. That's right. So. But we, um, we all, we were also, no- you were also nominated for something else, too, right? I don't this think year, so. No. I think it was just this. But the uh, previous year? Previous year, we were folk, folk artists. Folk artists. Folk artists. Uh, but, yeah, nominated. But so do they still have folk artists and Americana artists. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and so. You can fall into really both, right? It's kind of like either a, way. I've seen lines bands. there. I don't feel like we're more Americana than folk, but I, I have seen bands win one and then get nominated for the other and then win the other. Yeah. I guess yeah, so back through the records. I guess it sort of depends on the song. Yeah, so. some people can cross over. Yeah. Like some of the bands we know can definitely cross over. I think it, we fit in the Americana, so that was cool to win that one. That yeah. seems appropriate for you. Yeah, like I... less acoustic, more of that roots know. rock stuff. So, so how did you guys um, survive COVID? You look like you're all here. You're all alive. We are all here. We are thriving. I mean, there are some bands who are just about to put out an album, and luckily for you, you put your third out. Your last album was in the 2019 of the fall 2019. Yes. Yeah. And that was, uh, I got it right here. Hold on. It's a Queendom of Nothing. Yes. So that one we released in October of 2019. Right. And we were playing a bunch of stuff. We were basically going to plan like a whole tour and everything in yeah. 2020. Yeah. But and then everything shut down. Everything happened. Yeah. You we, were, so you were planning on, on going around the States or just local or what? Probably just down, down the East to Coast. Nashville and back up yeah. is what we usually do. Mm-hmm right now um but in the fall and in the early winter of 20 
like 2019 into 2020 we were just sticking around new england and we were playing some pretty big fun shows yeah and then yeah the last show we played was february 14th at the red room we got nine, to play brighton music hall 939 yeah cafe yeah yeah, yeah. At, at the berkeley place yep yeah and we had that was a pretty big show and it was really fun and and then a few weeks after that everything closed <sighs> so a lot of shows got uh, got canceled like we had a bit we had a big run in just new england mm-hmm. that got canceled there's like one show would be like let's just see and then we get canceled and yeah. the other one would be like mm-hmm. oh well maybe yeah. and then did so. you get to do any backyard things or anything like that over the no we decided COVID that period? we just didn't want to put like and any fans in a position like sure that they could just be exposed to anything I know like a lot of bands were doing safe shows. Yeah. There was just no way that we could pull it off because Katz was in California. So flying back and forth then oh, just yeah. wasn't an option. You were in California when this all hit? Um, I went kind of in the middle of it. I went about a year ago. What were you in California for? I was just living there for a while. Huh. And I still am, actually. Huh. Okay. And I came back. Oh, well, luckily you came back for this. Just yeah. for this? Yeah. That's so nice yeah. of you. Well, we came back to do a tour, and then we're doing something else in July again, and probably September, and just, you know, bouncing back and forth, seeing yeah. how that goes. So during 2020, we just, like, took a break from yeah. shows. But we did go into the studio. So oh, Kat yeah, we went did, to the studio. We did, like, logistically figure out how to do it safely, and she came back, and and then we recorded a few songs. Mm-hmm. Were you writing more than recording? Yeah, yes. so we have a bunch more songs that we haven't recorded. We just we went into Dimension Sound Studios and JP recorded Boston Town, which just was yeah, released. You just released that, right? Yeah, in May. In, in May. Mm-hmm. And then we recorded two more songs in the same session to over a few of days. Soon. And those are coming out this summer and this fall. Are you just kind of you're just putting out piece yeah. by piece. You have like an EP. You're gonna put out an EP finally, or um, I don't know what it's end? gonna be. Right now they're just singles, but I think it would be cool to put everything on an album. Yeah, I we'll think. See. Yeah, we'll see. I th- it's just fun. I mean, Dimension Studios is so much fun. Mm-hmm. So and it's super close to the area, so it's fun just going in and recording some stuff and then seeing what happens. I'm surprised you said you don't record in the house. Mm-mm. Yeah, we haven't set up anything in this house. So when you. Um, I mean, do you, do you even like have like an old tape deck that you press record on so you can like remember what you guys did? And... Voice memos. Voice memos. <laughs> yeah, sure, those work. I, you know. The trusty voice memos on iPhone. Those work. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. We make yeah. demos. We send some back and forth. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I just use the laptop. Like, just use that. Oh yeah. The small interface. Just put some to get some stuff together, and sometimes I even use like the the musical typing to like write out the drum parts and then just so I can get the idea down and then I show the drummers that or and then they put their own thing to it but yeah we just make really low lo-fi lo-fi demos I don't know we don't have any fancy recording equipment here it would be cool to make a album in this house and like the hallways or the different rooms but I don't. I, I like when people do that. They like this was yeah. this was done in my hallway and this was done in the bathroom, shower, and in the basement. And this definitely would be a cool house to do that because it's three floors and then plus the basement is four floors, so you could definitely get some different kinds of reverb 
in different places, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we've just never done it. So you did write a little bit. Yeah. Yes. And, but not enough for a whole album quite? Well, well we, we just haven't been in the studio to record the full album. So because... So you have them, you just haven't recorded them. We've really been talking about the whole album for a while. It's just, yeah, what we want to do with it, how we want to release the songs and everything. Yeah, it's just getting into the studio and like with no touring, that's the whole chunk of income that you don't have. So to try to Mm -hmm. come up with the money for an album isn't the easiest without that, like without touring and selling merch and doing all that. Yeah. Plus you've got to play catch up for the previous album. Yeah, we didn't really get to tour that and that's a shame, but... Do you prefer playing live or do you you like going to the studio or do you have, I mean... I know, it's kind of a dumb question because I feel like playing live is just the ultimate. But um, I do love going into the studio. I think some people, yeah, like there's some artists that probably wouldn't mind if they never played live, but that's really, I know that's my personal passion. Yeah. And the studio is great, but like being on stage and getting to to do it in person and share that energy with people is yeah, that's, magical. So. The live shows are so fun and I don't want to stop doing that, but... I do love the studio. It's a different, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. And I definitely want the opportunity to be, like as an indie, as an independent band, like the studio stuff, it's so much on a clock. The time is ticking and you have only a certain amount, like a certain budget to get done what you need to do. So sometimes you don't get to fulfill a certain vision, but it comes out cool because you work within the constraints that you have. But it definitely would be cool to get into a studio and be able to do whatever you wanted for how long you wanted and that's sort of like a dream i have but it doesn't replace the live thing it's just a different art yeah, form very different. what about like taking these new songs and playing them out live before you go into the studio oh yeah we're doing that we've that's done that yeah yeah that's how we usually do things um even with past albums it's been oh here's a song oh is that on a record yet no, we're going into the studio at this time, and so. But playing it live, it gets to you get to figure out what works, what doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like when you did that, when we, when you yeah. did last night, do that again. That was great. Yeah, do that on the record. Yeah, yeah. do that on the record. Do you guys record all of your live shows? There are some recordings of the live shows, like that we have on a computer somewhere. Even just for your own reference. Yeah, like sometimes we'll bring. The field recorder and yeah. set it up. Yeah. So there are some. That's the Zoom you were talking. About. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking. But it's got the two microphones that go. Exactly. Off. Yeah, I got. I've got one of those. Yeah. There are some at, shows at, from Atwoods that are like we have full shows somewhere. So. Huh? Uh, in the archive, it'd be cool to like get a recording, like a live, just or whatever live recording, and then put it on like a tape, and then mm. sell like tapes. Sell tapes. That would I've be heard cool. tapes yeah. are coming back. It's like vinyl. Yeah. Or yeah, or put it on a vinyl, like Dude. press a live oh, album yeah. on a vinyl. Do you guys, have you put anything on vinyl yourself? Yes. You do? Yeah, so the second album, Cahoon Hollow, is on vinyl. Great. Because I think it's a very, it's a high-end merch possibility mm-hmm. where if you can sell them, you can you can make out. And as a matter of fact, if I if I go to a gig and I see someone selling vinyl, I'll always buy it. Oh, I, cool. Yeah, like I personally think it's like a dual-ended thing for me. Like I love the idea of always putting out a vinyl of, of things that we've done because... Mm-hmm it does provide that sort of opportunity for fans. And also personally, I love hearing something through a record player. So like, I love listening to it back on, as like a vinyl, like on a record player. It'd be cool to see if we've sold more vinyl of that 
specific album than CDs, I wonder. But What about uh, concert posters? Do you have your own posters? I'm a um, huge rock poster fan. We haven't really like printed them to sell, but Rachel's drawn some pretty dope posters for <laughs> us. Was it you who I saw who are playing with Dan Blakesley? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, so what Dan does. Post. Yes. His stuff is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to. I've talked to him about doing some stuff for above the basement. Um, you guys yeah. are playing with him in Providence. Yeah, at Askew in Providence on June 18th, so this Friday. Oh. Ah, so I'll be playing my own gig. Yeah. So he pulled he, he he pulled like a poster from the archives for that one, and then but he has he's such a great artist, and he has sometimes his art is up in like shows sometimes yeah. like galleries mm. to didn't show all the posters because he's been doing it for so long didn't we randomly see his art once at yeah a, at, what was it the skinny pancake we were playing a show up in in burlington vermont and a bunch of his posters were on exhibit in the skinny pancake which is like a cool restaurant crepe restaurant uh you know I, I read something you're the you're the keyboard player correct yes so do your parents love them more than you Yes, because <laughs> because it said oh that they were taking lessons and you were you had to be self-taught. So I they, think they, it's they really interesting. They didn't want you to take lessons. Well, I don't really know what happened. I know that like yeah, they they took Wait. piano and guitar lessons. I like how you answered that right away. Has, has people asked you that oh, before? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They made us take piano lessons when we were young. Like back in that, we were really young, like five, six, seven. But I didn't. I remember not really liking it. I wanted to play guitar. I mean, we had guitar lessons for two years. I don't I know. I think they like, maybe they didn't want to force it on me or something. It's just, yeah, it's kind of ironic that I was the only one that ended up like well, actually pursuing. Maybe you said no, because. Piano. You would just like sit in your room and just like play. Like. And like teach yourself songs. They got me, I remember they got me this, I still have it, a tiny like, Casio keyboard, you know, the kind that plays songs and stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. And so I would just sit, um, yeah, in my room and listen to the songs and learn it by ear and then make up my own songs. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. I remember Rachel taught me like, I don't know, four chords. And so I would just make up songs with those four chords. That's all like, you need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in different fact, orders. Four is probably like, one too many. You need yeah, three. Exactly. Sometimes two. So, but I had I had piano lessons for for one or two years later on when I was like seventeen or eighteen. Well, Dad but, taught you stuff. And he taught me. Um, we didn't get along too well in that because I was yeah I would never like do the right form or anything and um, I didn't want to <laughs> listen to him. But yeah, he taught me a lot, and then like they both of my sisters taught me a lot just by being around them. Are your parents both musicians? Our dad is. Your dad is. Yeah. A piano. Yeah. He like yeah piano. Well, I mean like our, I would consider our mom too in a way a musician. Well, she's a music lover and she a loves poet. Music. Yeah, and a poet, but she doesn't mm. play an instrument. She just sings along to the music. <laughs> but yeah, our dad's the musician. He's a piano teacher, and he builds clavichords and harpsichords and harpsichords so you got to tell me about this thing right behind me so that what so i'm looking that's at a harpsichord i'm looking at it looks like a harpsichord that could be sitting in louisa may alcott's house except maybe <laughs> yes. not not quite as have you guys ever been to louisa may alcott's house no, no. so they have a little harpsichord in there yeah but you're not supposed to touch because it's, oh, okay. it's very old but this Did looks just it? this looks pretty old too 
So how did you guys end up with a harpsichord? Is this like a family? So the harpsichord is Eric Hertz, is, is what it says on the harpsichord. And he was Eric Hertz's apprentice. So... A harpsichord builder the harpsichord in the Boston builder area. In the Boston area, Eric Hertz. Okay. And so our dad worked as an apprentice under Eric Hertz. Building harpsichords. Building harpsichords, yeah. clavichords, and like just working Repairing. in a shop and, and all this stuff. Wow. Making like kits. So like you could buy a kit basically, which has all of the stuff to build the instrument yourself. Yeah. With instructions. And Ikea. so that's one of, yeah, Ikea for harpsichords and clavichords. <laughs> wow. Um, mostly yeah. clavichords though. I think the harpsichords are it's too big. Yeah. It's just the clavichords for the kit. But like, so that instrument um, that's in this room is a I think it was just passed down to him. For yeah. Him. And then in, there's an instrument in another room in the house that's a clavichord also. No, that's a virginal. Oh, that's a virginal. Sorry. I keep thinking it's a clavichord. Oh. I don't really know what a virginal it's a, is. It's called a virginal? A virginal. Yeah, the one in there is called a virginal. I what's don't a, know. What's a virginal? So it's, it's a another... mix between harpsichord and <laughs> I don't know the difference between that and a clavichord. It all... but... No one's ever played it. Well, the well, only thing... um, our father plays really well, like all the yeah. Bach stuff and classical, classical music. Stuff. So harpsichord... It plucks, yep. right? And clavichord, different. It's uh, what is it? So does it. a hammer? It's a hammer, yeah, it like hammers. a piano, like a piano, yeah. but a different, but, but quieter, different very quiet. Yes. Clavichords are super quiet. Crazy job, but it's cool. That's a very, that's a very cool job. I've never Suits heard of him. a harpsichord apprentice. So Rebecca, yes, your lilt, and when you sing, reminds me. I don't want to. I always do this, and I, I may even remove this, but it's fine. You, do you know what I'm going to ask you? No. Your lilt reminds me a little bit of Natalie Merchant. Do you, understand, oh. do you understand why? No. Because at the end of her, at the end of her each line, her voice just goes down like a half step. Oh. You understand what I mean? Makes sense. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, that well, makes sense because. I, we listened they to would, her. They a lot. would blast Natalie Merchant. Yeah, when we were younger. She does. It's, I mean, it's very, it's, it's a very specific way to sing, and it's not, it's not wrong. It's just the way people sing. That's cool. And you do, and you do that too. It's, wow. It's, I've never heard anybody else do that. Yeah, I but, mean, I loved, I loved listening to her growing up. Ugh, words. I mean, one of my favorite songs that she does is, um, I forget. I don't think she wrote it. It's uh, which side are you on? I think it's a. A work song. That's interesting. No one's ever said that. I actually haven't. No. I mean, so I uh, studied it's jazz not, voice. It's not every line. It's yeah. just you know, just whenever you, you know. I mean, well, like, that I makes sense. Jazz though. voice, and then like I listen to like that, and but also listen to a lot of like seventies music, and then mix it in with like modern folk rock, Americana, and Southern yeah. Gothic style. You said you're at you're at New England Conservatory. That's you, where I work now, yeah. What do you do there? Uh, I am the, it's a long title, Registrar of the Continuing Education and Summer Programs. <laughs> okay. So it's not the same one that's over by Fenway Park. That's that's the Boston Conservatory. Correct. Yes. We're Jordan Hall. Jordan Hall, right, over near Northeastern. Yep. Now, as far as the guitar, in the last few years, when they, since I really started getting into Boston music, there have been some amazing acoustic guitarists Please correct me if I'm wrong. Not a lot of women lead guitarists. There okay. aren't a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, I started super young. They got, our parents got me like a little classical guitar when I was eight, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Just well, what, you were eight. 
so yeah i would just like learn <laughs> a few chords but like you're too small and like it doesn't and then when i was 12 they got me my first electric guitar and that's just started diving in and doing it all the time and and i think i knew from an early age that i just wanted to be a guitar player but i heard Jimi hendrix and i was like yeah okay really yeah yeah i remember i heard our uncle on our dad's side just show us a lot of music the way you all work together is 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 fantastic but the harmonies that you guys have together is what really pulls it all together i feel oh thank you and and i'm wondering how much of that do you think is because you're siblings i think a lot of it has to do with just like we so i mean since we grew up together you sort of it's like the same wavelength thing you know you don't have to look at someone for a cue you just sort of know i don't know how it happens it just is that just is what happens so the harmony thing it just the voices blend together in a way that i mean people who aren't related they can still make beautiful harmonies obviously but i think the sibling thing is just a rare Thing that can happen there's got to be I mean, there's got to be something the fact that you all come from the same there has to be a, some thread of truth in that do you i find that you fall when you guys start singing do you find that you automatically find your harmony where you guys are going to be like you fall you fall into your into that one note you fall into the into the third you fall into the fifth or something and i think we've is it automatic or do you guys kind of decide what's going on over time we've found where usually like our voices independently will like to sit so yes yeah like cat likes to float on top because she just has like that range yeah and then becca has like the powerful vocals so she can like really like either do the lower registers or the mid registers and then i'll just like fill out whatever needs to be done or cat and i will switch or it's like we use like each people's uniqueness to the advantage yeah. rather than like trying to force something. So I think that that's a fun part of doing the harmonies. But harmony singing is hard. There are some people who can just do it. Yeah. And I mean, me personally, like I like we can mesh together with the sisters, but I still have to practice. Oh, I still have to practice finding the with, notes with this, like even like depending on where we are, depending on the show and even like the, the sound and everything, sometimes we'll get there and, okay, having an off day today. Let's just, <laughs> let's refresh. <laughs> well, your songs aren't simple songs. I mean, they're pretty, they're, I don't want to say complicated, but they're... Complex. Complex. Yeah, they've got some intricate things Thank going you. on. Good word. Complex. They're not just three chord songs. You know, you've got some good, several bridges in like there. Like the olden and, days. Yeah. But anyways, I, I'm, a hu- I'm a huge fan of harmony. Mm-hmm. And when it's done well, and then when it's done also with while well, you're playing instruments, that's special stuff. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did. I mean, a lot of it when we were younger was done right in this living room with that piano right there. Just like starting out on the acoustic stuff when we were like teenagers and she was younger, like 12. So this, is, this room te- was where a lot of it happened in... That's where the magic happens. Yeah. When when yeah. you guys write, how does that how does that work? You guys each bring in this. You bring in a song. You write together. Rachel and Kat do a lot of writing, the bones of the songs, the um, the lyrics. I mean, I'll help add on uh, harmonies or. I mean, it is like a group effort. I will have yeah, to for say. sure. But they do a lot of, and I I love watching it happen. Yeah. 
so so it'll be like sometimes one person will bring a full song and then and then it's just everyone putting their own part into it or sometimes cat will bring the music and then i'll put the lyrics or or cat will bring the music and lyrics and then we'll write the riffs or uh, vice versa or some songs were all written together like the, a lot of the early stuff down by the lake was written together honey whiskey was written together like at that piano a lot of the new stuff is just either one person bringing half a song or a full song and then going from there a lot of the more recent stuff is a lot of rachel's songwriting i would say but not all of it so what about instrumentation so you got the electric guitar mm-hmm. acoustic and keys yes uh, you know i hear that there i mean when listening to it i could hear a violin in there i could hear a accordion there and obviously you even said you had an accordion here oh yeah there's... And you guys can probably play all these other other instruments have you thought about adding them in? Because I know you have you have a, a, a drummer and a bassist who mm-hmm. come in separately. Are they always the same two guys, or do you switch them up? It's whoever can like play the show. So right now we have Caleb Sweet on bass and Ryan Curlis on drums, and they're going to be playing all of our summer shows. And they're from this main band, uh, a band from Maine called Chris Ross in the North. But that band is sort of on a hiatus right now. So those guys are friends of ours, and they just stepped in to play these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not, like we have a f- uh, like a bunch of friends who like will rotate on the instruments because yeah. everyone's busy. Everyone's playing a lot of music. So. Yeah, that's great. And it's fun to play with different people sometimes to hear their take on everything. And but what about <laughs> bringing in other instruments? I mean, I don't think I've heard a violin or I don't. We have we don't have violin, fiddle or violin, cat plays accordion on some of the tracks and at the and live organ. shows she, I, like well, all organ. the keyboard stuff is you, me yeah i've heard you i've heard you it, it's a, it's the same keyboard you're early, using early the early different stuff. sounds off the keyboard right in a live setting not in the studio in the studio we use the real things oh okay yeah but yeah cat does all of those parts and she actually played percussion on a lot like, of the albums so you've done little percussion bits <laughs> like you do the shakers bit. and the tambourine oh, shakers tambourine very nice <laughs> And then I do the harmonica Tambo whenever that happens. You have those cool shells. You should bring them. Oh, that. yeah, I have these. Castanets? What? Or no, the, no, no, no. The, it's like... The shells all hanging down. Shell bracelet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forget what they're called. That's they're a cool the, sound. You should bring that. But we do have castanets on a song. I, I love buying yeah. all those little teeny things. That's awesome. It's um, these shells from africa there they were originally like shamanic like a shamanic shaker oh, okay. i'm totally blanking out on the name of it but yeah it's they just a nice so like wooden type of sound have you ever played with nashville tuning do you know what that is no, no. i yeah. just discovered oh, it maybe oh you did it's so it's so things. great it's just a 2 through 12 string on a 12 string guitar oh. that you put on a regular guitar so you get the high register the high octave of the 12 string yeah it's really pretty it's, Did, it's like playing a mandolin almost it's almost like hearing yeah. a mandolin on the outside you know and i can't play a mandolin i mean i can play a few little teeny it's hard things, you know but <laughs> but you can just play the guitar making it sound like a mandolin and it just adds so much to it you should check actually i have it in my car if you want to check it out it's like oh, yeah it's a whole different missing. flavor yeah a whole different texture that'd be cool i wish i had like an extra guitar to do that on well we could take the the older one that I have. Oh, yeah. Play around with that. Because now I have. That would be a good idea. 
But what, what on your guitar is, what is it? Like a parlor guitar or a dreadnought? It's a Taylor um, cutaway. It's one I don't, I just don't use very often. That's cool. And uh, it actually holds up pretty well. I was worried that the bridge would be too soft and it would start buzzing. Yeah, I but wonder if like a dreadnought would be too much. Yeah, yeah. I'm a friend of mine had it on this dreadnought and it buzzed, but for whatever reason, mine didn't. I think it's yeah, the luck, one that luck of the draw. The extra one that's I have cool. is a dreadnought. So yeah, that's a it's a good idea. It'd be cool to do that. Talk about Boston Town. First of all, I'm glad you didn't call it Bean Town. <laughs> yeah. Oh welcome. my. Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, that's whole your Boston song. Town. That's your that's yeah. the that's the first single of what you've put out. Yeah. Um, and um, it's a great song. I love it. And you also even put out a little lyric video. Too, yeah. Of it, which is we great. thought it would be fun to like have something for the release. So I went around Boston a few months ago and then just got some footage of places. Yeah. And then put it into a video, put the lyrics over it. It was Ooh. fun to make it. I didn't know what it was going to be like when I was filming it. I just filmed it on my iPhone. Yeah. She looked like just another tourist in Boston. But people have been digging the video. I don't, it's just the origin behind that song is I wanted, uh, I don't know if you know Steve Earle. And yes. So the song Galway Girl. Yes. We just really like that song and yeah, we always listen song. to it and we sometimes play it as a trio at some gigs. I've, I wanted to add that to my repertoire. To it's go. such a fun it's, one. It's a great it's song. It's fun. It's easy. It's, it's just, awesome. Yeah, so I wanted to write something like that. Yeah. With like a riff like that. I hear a little bit in there, yeah. Yeah, definitely. and so I I remember we were hanging out up on the third floor. This song started like two years ago. I just never had the words for it because I wanted it to be good. I'd, and so I wrote the music and, the, and that riff, and then nothing ever was working over it. So it was just sort of floating as music, and I didn't want to... I didn't want to ruin the music, so I, yeah. So I waited for the words to come along, and then they finally one day showed up, and then and I don't know, like I wanted it to be like, oh, if you go, if you ever play like in London, you could switch it to London Town, or if you ever play uh, yeah, in sure. Brooklyn, you could switch it to Brooklyn Town. So like, no, Brooklyn's where I draw the line. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, I, I mean, a good song with the word, you know, talking about the city Yeah, is, you know, far and few between. Yeah, and nothing in the song is too specific. Like, we do talk about the North End, but any town could have the North End. But, like, but yeah, we did, so the stuff in the song, like, um, it is specific to Boston for us. Like, we, in our youth, we would, like, run around on the the north end like through those streets and on the docks by the aquarium and just like being kids and then our parents aren't from here they're for our dad's from new york and our mom's from connecticut but they did meet like in boston and in their early 20s and the place that they lived at is their first apartment together was they called it kerrigan place and that is in the song okay so it's just like sort of paying like just sort of putting that memory in there, but Kerrigan Place doesn't doesn't exist anymore. They it it was like torn down. And now it's like a hotel, but uh, but that's like the song. It's so anyone could take their own memories and put it into it. Or I like it. I like it. It's it's a, it's a great song, and I'm glad you guys put it out just recently. Thank you. And I think that's it's interesting. A lot of a lot a lot of musicians that I've talked to are kind of doing that. They're just kind of putting out a song yeah. at a time. And I wonder if Why it's not? just because. They're still unsure about what's going to yeah. happen, so maybe we'll just put out a couple things rather than a whole album, and then I don't know. Well, exactly. I think the nature of the industry's changed. 
Yeah, I know a lot of musicians too that just bands that I follow that just put out singles now and then they'll put out some singles and then they put out an album eventually. And it's, you know, it brings the audience in each time a single is released and it gets the hype up for the album that's forthcoming. Yeah, I do dig the album as like a piece of artwork. I don't, I'm not super into the whole single thing but it is fun for the fans to get something to listen to while they wait yeah so what's next for you well shows we have a bunch of shows this summer you doing any festivals uh no no festivals not yet we want to yeah it's we don't know how to get on the festivals because you you need to be like it seems like they, to get on those, they gravitate towards bands that are signed or have a booking agent. We do everything ourselves. We're a completely independent yeah. band. Yeah. So, so yeah. hire us. <laughs> yeah. And then we hope to get back in the studio, just record more stuff. To finish so. the EP. EP, album, whatever it whatever wants it to be. We're not really thinking so hard about it, just having fun writing and making it. I'm just going to scream for an entire song. <laughs> Sweet, a little Yoko Ono kind of thing? Yeah. Five minutes and 34 seconds of screaming. I like it. Mm. It'll be the hidden the hidden track. The hidden track after a four-minute song. Yes. <laughs> do you guys have any other? What do you do? What do you do other than music? I dance, and um, technically I'm certified as a yoga teacher, but I'm not teaching right now. What are you doing in um, L.A.? Yeah, I'm collaborating with some dancers on sort of like this healing, meditative a movement embodiment type of vibe it's, so, it's sort of yeah. like a warm-up thing that i assist with and then i'm really into playing working with different frequencies yeah. and healing frequencies so i play often in 432 what's 432 um that's supposed to be like uh they call it like the god frequency the what it, frequency i'm sorry like the god frequency the god frequency or yeah, the universal frequency. Um, it's a tuning, so the standard oh, tuning yeah. is 440 hertz. Like A440, that's I what see. Okay. typical instruments are tuned to. So 432 is, it sounds a little bit flat. Another common one is 444, so that would be a bit sharp. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you're playing strictly frequencies, I mean, you could go up, like there are certain ones associated with like chakras or like different energies and, and different types of healings. And 528 hertz is, is another um, really common one. I just saw but, something in the news about there's a frequency that helps people with depression. That's probably 528 or 432. Yeah. yeah. If you listen to it, it, it put something over your That's head interesting. and it... Mm-hmm which make total sense to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of like binaural beats. I don't know if you've heard of that, but like the different frequencies will activate different brain waves. Yeah. And so you have alpha waves, beta waves, theta waves. And so you can play in these different frequencies and it will activate it and almost like help you change uh, the neural connections yeah. uh, and like and adjust your brain waves. Essentially, yeah, it can help with depression and, and sleeplessness and all kinds of stuff. And, and what do you do on the side? Um, well, I was a full-time musician before the pandemic hit. I did teach at a like an after-school music school. School of Rock? Yeah, School of Rock. Did you really? Yeah. Um, the one in Norwood. My buddy uh, just told me about it yesterday. Actually, the guy who told me about you guys, James McDonald. Do you know go James? I don't think I know James. He used to run festival at the farm. Oh, wait, we do. I He's the one who told him. me about you. 
Yeah, we've always tried to play that. It never worked out. But yeah. he was the one I would talk to. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a fantastic guy. And he was, he went, he was raving about School of Rock for his daughter. Mm-hmm. Saying yeah, it's that she cool. just flourished under, under it. And yeah. I wish I had that as a kid. So that's cool. It is a cool place. Like I, so I worked there for about a year. And then I was between like going on tour with the Wolf Sisters. And then I played bass for another local Boston band, These Wild Plains. Yes. Um, you play bass for them? Yeah. I don't know that. She's good. <laughs> yeah. So between those two things, I was just missing too many classes, like teaching. And so I just stepped away from that. And then a few months after being on the road, like more, everything shut down. I've been here building up the social media presence for my own personal guitar playing. Okay. And a She's lot of epic. doors have been opening just doing that, which epic. is... A, a crazy thing to think about but the do you know like prs guitars yes like they sent they saw somehow saw my page and they sent me a guitar i used to have a paul Reed smith guitar it's years they're ago. beautiful years it ago is really, really, back really in the 80s i had one. yeah i never i was i gravitated more towards fender but they were like hey like try this guitar and they, Sweet. they just sent one and then the other day like a guy who builds boutique Pedal, guitar pedals out of vintage tins like vintage tobacco tins oh, really? like he was just like i like your playing i'm sending you a pedal so like sweet so like the social media stuff like opens doors that wouldn't have opened otherwise or slower i guess if you were just well, on gives the road. me free stuff yeah. i can't even get the trophy i won i know, I know right? never mind trophy. getting free prs guitars oh. and some tin yeah jeez. so i don't know but that's it's, awesome it's a weird thing i've just been working on that Good for you. now shows are starting again so i'm back to be touring will start in the fall again so that's what i'm doing well it's great that you guys are immersed again and and putting stuff out and uh you guys got lucky wolf is literally your last name yep. correct? so you oh, couldn't mm-hmm. have, you, guys luck, you guys lucked lucky out name. with that name oh, yeah. with the double f, the double so, f. I mean, i'm sure there's <laughs> other bands with wolf in it yeah, like I the, think the we found out there's quite a few people that have changed their last name to Wolf for some reason. It's a fad right like now. A real Wolf. You guys and then also, the we're the real ones. Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers is a thing now, apparently. Bob, Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers? Apparently, they're going on tour. I, I don't think. know who they are. I mean, I know who Bob Weir is, but I don't know who the Wolf Brothers are. Have you ever seen What We Do in the Shadows, the movie? Oh. Uh, I've been told to watch that. <laughs> I've seen clips of it. No. There's werewolves in it. Oh. oh yeah, they make fun. They, they, oh. And it's hilarious. They're not making fun. Well, I mean, they make fun of each other. The yeah. vampires yeah. make fun of the werewolves and vice versa. Yes. But it's just uh, I don't know. That's a little bit of a side thing right there. But um, very yeah, anyways. like a Twilight thing. It's no, no, no way it's, funnier. Like <laughs> legit. It's like a, it's like a fake. Oh. It's like a it's a documentary about oh, these gotcha. vampires who live in New Zealand, and so this Wait. this it's oh a it's a it's a, it's a comedy. Imagine like, uh, what's that music documentary that we turn it? Spinal Tap. S- imagine Spinal Tap, but like yeah. vampires. Vampires. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, hula- it's hilarious. It's funny. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my wow. life. Wow. So you gotta watch it. Yeah. So. Check it out. The turn of blood sucking up to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you guys, you want to play play a song? Yeah, we'll just yeah, play we'll one. Song. Do you want to do Boston Town? Do whatever you. You can play a couple if you want. I don't care. Pocket of my jeans Every night A different place Every crowd I only saw your face 
excellent. That sounds great. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I would like to thank Rebecca, Rachel, and Kat for the conversation. You can listen, purchase their music, and see where they are playing next at thewolfsisters.com. They will actually be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire at Cisco Brewers this Sunday, July 25th, 2021, if you want to see them, which I totally recommend. Go to AboveTheBasement.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. From all of us at Above the Basement, thank you for listening. Tell your friends. And remember, Boston music like its history. <laughs>